Therapy is a safe space. Space for us both to grow. Mm. There's nothing that empowers me more with our community than just being who I am. Yeah. Right. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Welcome back, welcome can't, back, can't, welcome can't, back. Can't, can't. Yes. <laughs> so you guys will probably saw our introduction video and it was intentional because we didn't tell you guys the name of our podcast. So we're gonna tell you the name of our podcast now and maybe talk a little bit about how we um arrived to that name. Mm -hmm. Um so the name of our podcast is Natural Ease. Mm -hmm. E-A-Y-C-E. -E, natural mm -hmm. Ease. And you can flip that any kind of way. Yeah. You know, we're African American, we're all natural. Or we could just say natural, like we're not overcomplicating this. Yeah. We're not overcomplicating life. Mm -hmm. However mm -hmm. you want to flip it. Um but the name of our podcast is Natural Ease. Yeah. And Shara, tell them a little bit about how we arrived to that name. So brainstorming together, we we knew that we wanted something that fit our personalities and yeah. also our just our look. Right. Um, and we went through a, a, a couple different things. We knew we wanted ease to be in the name because mm -hmm. for the three of us, that's kind of been a theme mm -hmm. for our lives, particularly in this year, like ease and flow. Yeah. Like if it's not. Not saying that we're against work, but even when we're doing something that takes work, there's an ease to it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be stressful. It yeah. doesn't have to cause anxiety. Like it doesn't have to create more trauma. Yeah. And um, and then we were just like flirting around with different words. And then I think it was Kima was like natural. And we were like ease. And they were like, should we do ease the regular way or should mm -hmm. we have it like? Mm -hmm. And when we, we wrote it out on a mirror, actually, yeah. the different yeah. names. So we literally wrote in my living room and, and on, on and the, one of my mirrors. all of that. Nam like, Nico, all of that. Zen. Yep. <laughs> and when we looked at it and we all said it, we were like, that's the one. And I think we had about six different names. And yeah. then from process of elimination, we would go like, Trina, which one is out of all six of these you feel like is definitely not given and you cross it out and then mm -hmm. Kima and then me and this is how we ended up with the name yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. he's anything you remember about that process you wanted to I remember the music and the bird <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> let's talk about that listen I was like why is this wh where is this bird is it in the house or out the house because like, we need to figure this out first before we start talking <laughs> yeah that part wasn't easy <laughs> that was context. Like, what, no, what bird are you talking so, about so like when um, Shara kind of made a mood, right? So she had like the incense burning. She was like, I was like laying on her little chair thing and she was like, I'm putting it over you. So positive energy. And I was like, okay, whatever. Then she put on like meditative stuff on the TV. So I hear the meditative music, but then I hear this bird chirping. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, y'all. I hear this bird chirp, and I'm like, where is this bird? Like, what is going on? Now, it literally sounded like the bird was, like, right next to me. So it didn't sound like it was on the TV or anything like that. It sounded like, yo, this bird in this house house. Like, what's going on? So I was like, she had opened up the patio door, and I was like, is that bird in the patio? <laughs> And where was the bird friend? On the TV. Yeah. Inside yeah. of the music for the oh, meditation. Listen, a little tweet, tweet. No, tell um, Tweety Bird. No, we ain't like that. No. Listen, y'all, that bird had Kima in a chokehold the did. entire session. And did. Session. 
ended. I'm surprised the bird name ain't inside of the podcast, <laughs> right? The chirp, chirp. After a while, we became friends, so let's just chill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we love it. All right, so that's how we got to our name and we do have a little slogan ease and flow mm-hmm. so if you ever hear us say that yeah. you know that you know what there's no structured way to throw it in there when we feel it we say it yeah. so if somebody say something that's really bomb ass you're like ooh ease and flow mm-hmm. or if it's getting a little heated in here and be like alright sis like do we gotta pull out the pen and paper cause it's not like we about to go into a therapeutic process mm-hmm. like, ease and flow you know however you wanna use it yeah. however we wanna use it y'all can say it we can say it it doesn't matter but mm-hmm. ease and flow is our slogan so if you hear us throw that out there you know what to do Take a deep breath, woo-saw, or just take it in. Mm-hmm. Amen. Love Amen. it. Love it. All right. So the name of this episode is It Could All Be So Simple. And I know y'all know that song. Right. Who is by? Tell them. Hmm. Good old Lauren. Hi. Auntie Lauren. Huh. Dr. Lauren. The <laughs> Hill. Okay. <laughs> but it's a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. It is very powerful. We sing it to the top of our lungs, snapping our fingers and rolling All our hands in the air. But we rarely live a simple life. Right. Really? Because we're complicated beings, right? So the name of this episode is It Can All Be So Simple. Right. And Lauren said, but you rather make it hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hmm. we're going to make it easy and really simplify this first episode by telling you all what is therapy? Like, what is that? People throw the name out there. Everyone has their own ideal, whether it's from what they saw on TV, mm-hmm. what uh, their family told them, what the church say, what school says. You know, there's so many different mm-hmm. ideas of what therapy is and what it looks like. So let's tell them a little bit about what it's about. Okay. I think the first thing is there's different, we, we call it modality. So there's different types of therapy mm-hmm. when, you, when it comes to um, mental health or counseling. Mm-hmm. So you have traditional talk therapy mm-hmm. where you're literally speaking to a licensed or pre-licensed professional that is helping you through some type of uh, chief complaint or mm-hmm. concern, whether it's psychological, I'm struggling with yeah. feelings of sadness, overwhelm, um, I'm struggling with abusing uh, a drug of some sort, um, or it could be a psychosocial issue, like yeah. I'm having difficulties in my relationships, I'm not able to perform the way that I used to at work or whatever. There's like a complaint. Yeah. There's an there's an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some people have progressed, and they just kind of do it uh, from like almost like a self care standpoint. Like yeah. we're just checking in because mm-hmm. I have struggled with my mental health before, and I know that having a safe space to talk through things where I feel comfortable is important. So I think those are some of the basics that I like to share when he talks about therapies. Literally, we're just talking, mm-hmm. right? It could be virtually. Yep. You're in the comfort of your home or your car mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, or you can be in a traditional office space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also like niche-centered therapy, right? So if you're coming to therapy specifically for trauma, trauma work and everything else, like I said in the first episode, I'm EMDR trained. So you would literally come into the first session with us, biopsychosocial, getting more depth, figuring out those core beliefs associated with it, trauma mop trauma mapping and all those different things and that is pretty much where it's just reprocessing therapy like you say your core belief you say the trauma associated with it you have a number rating we go a couple rounds to desensitize and try to get it as close to 
zero as possible or well one or zero that's mm-hmm. the, the aim overall and to also reestablish and reintegrate new beliefs for you so mm-hmm. if your core belief is i'm not good enough the new belief is going to be i am good enough and all it does is that when we go through like we usually have tappers some people use buzzers some people use lasers tappers um my new thing i do is i give clients headphones like these and i control it from my phone so they hear sounds and they can close their eyes because it would be a better visual for them and it's less distraction so um i do that as well and as they process whatever memory they have um i'll tell them like let's go with that they'll tell me something quick really let's go with that Mm -hmm. until we're at the end and we process at the end. So we do the talk therapy component at the end to give them more clarity, Mm -hmm. but it's just really rapid in going through the process where I'm simply just a facilitator in that type of therapy. Awesome. Yeah, and going back to the episode topic, it can all be so simple because, you know, they gave y'all the the textbook definition and all Mm -hmm. that, but (laughs) therapy is a safe space Mm -hmm. to be yourself. Yeah. Um, We're not shrinks. We're not trying to put labels and you know only reason why we diagnose is you know for insurance purposes and Mm -hmm. of course to have direction diagnosis can be Mm -hmm. um, instructional right Mm -hmm. um but other than that you know therapy isn't a place to put all these titles on you to tell you that you're sick but it's Mm -hmm. a place to get well and i know that a lot of my clients come in on their first session like i love first sessions because I'm, I'm one of those people that I want to debunk every little idea that you might have that's scary or frightening. Um, I really love to just be in there, relax, come in there with a baseball cap, whatever I need to do. Build rapport. But yeah, build rapport, be mm-hmm. human, be normal, be relatable. Um, so therapy is definitely a space, just a safe space. If you don't remember anything else from this episode, it's a safe space to be you to talk. I allow my clients to curse, to put their fit, foot up in the couch or mm-hmm. both of their feet, whatever they need to do to feel comfortable. Some of my clients lay out on the couch, yep. you know. So it's not this place where you have to be stoic and prestige mm-hmm. and uptight. You're and perfect. And perfect, right. right. You could just be you. So it's a place to be you. Did you guys want to? Yeah, and I love that we empower people to be themselves. Mm -hmm. A lot of the common things I get when people are trying to get consults with me to even have me be their therapist, I don't know if you guys get this as well, is more so like, how long is it going to take to fix me? Girl, (laughs) when when was you broken? Like, Mm -hmm. we're not Mm -hmm. broken and we're not broken individuals. Like, you can be who you are. You just need to understand who you are. That's the problem. We don't understand us. So then when everyone else tells us that something's wrong with us, we feel like we're broken. But it's Mm -hmm. like, no, you don't have to be that cookie cutter person and fit in this bracket. You can be whoever you want to be. Yeah, for sure. I think therapy is powerful and uh, I know in our first session, we we talked a little bit about who we are and mm-hmm. we all disclosed that we've gone to therapy or are in therapy mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. And I try to think about like when I first went to my first session and some of the anxieties that I felt and mm-hmm. like it, it really could just be simple. Like I, the hardest part of therapy is finding somebody that you feel like you can connect with. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, That's literally the hardest part. Yes. Mm-hmm. Once you find that person, it is just ease and flow. Yep. Like it, as long as you just allow yourself to be open yeah. to the process. And I think also too, like therapy is a place where y- you learn about yourself. Oh, like, yeah. right. Like mm-hmm. thoughts that you, you know, beliefs, core beliefs that you yep. thought you had, you realize, no, I don't really feel that way. Mm-hmm. I've never been asked this question. I don't really, wh- mm-hmm. I don't think 
that's the religious belief that I have mm-hmm. anymore, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's self-discovery. Mm-hmm. It is, it's probably it's the safest place that you can be. Yeah, yeah, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes about like sometimes it can take like a good two three rounds before you find the perfect therapist. So it's like not settling. Not because you meet me and you don't like me means that therapy doesn't work and everything else. Because a lot of people have that negative connotation. Like, yep. oh, I went to one therapy and didn't one therapist and it didn't work. Cool. You know, there's like a billion other ones, (laughs) a billion, like, and you can, if your problems have to do with, with your race and connection and everything else, and you want a black therapist, find a black Mm -hmm. therapist. If you want a white therapist, find a white therapist. My my therapist is white. I love my little white lady. Y'all can't tell me anything. (laughs) You know, so it's finding who works with you and who makes you feel safe. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. If I can't make you feel safe, you shouldn't be working with me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, if you don't make me feel safe, if I feel triggered by you, I shouldn't be working with you. Like, I'm quick to That's say that. That's a great point. And that Ooh. leads into what I was going to say, because I don't know if any clinicians will admit this, maybe not on camera, but I'm here to say it today. Um, Shara mentioned that therapy is a place where you learn about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I also feel like therapy is a place that, as a therapist, where I learn about me from working with y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, there oh, are, gee. listen, I mean, you know, there's yes. transference, counter-transference, you know, we can go into all those textbook textbook terms, but wholeheartedly, like as a therapist or as a clinician, sitting there in in it being engaged with your client and sometimes experiencing some of the things that they're experiencing, mm-hmm. you see yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so easy to see yourself, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to help yourself as you're helping them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it's like, I always tell clients, like, it's a space for us both to grow. Mm. I learn about me through you and you learn about you through me. Mm -hmm. And it's both a guided way. It's It's not intentional. It's just building that relationship. So like you said, when they come in, they want to lay on the couch. They want to, I got client, I have clients that come in at least every two weeks and have a breakdown. Mm -hmm. And every time they be like. I don't know why I'm breaking out like this. Oh, you broke down two weeks ago, sis, but it's okay. <laughs> like, like it's fine. Like, this is normal. This is a pattern. I noticed the pattern. You don't notice the pattern. That's what I'm here for. To tell you like, hey, you broke down like two weeks ago for that same reason. Why? Now, now why every two weeks you're having this breakdown? Mm-hmm. Now we got to look at that pattern, mm-hmm. right? Now we got to figure out why that pattern is the way it is and what's the trigger to that pattern. And when you know the trigger your goal is to get through it. The goal in life is to not never be triggered. Come on. That's annoying. A lot of people be like, well, you're a trigger to me, so I'm not going to be around you. Mm-hmm. Actually, you just made yourself weak because now that you told me that I trigger you, I'm going to purposely trigger you every day <laughs> until you learn how to deal with your triggers. Because mm-hmm. why are you letting something have such power over you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to your point about like m- maybe a lot of clinicians may not say certain things mm-hmm. on cam- camera. I think the other thing about therapy because it's a relationship, mm-hmm. it's it, it, there's so it's like an awkward relationship. At least for me as a therapist, mm-hmm. because yep. the, these are people they're like we like this. You right. tell me some of the most challenge. I'm with you through some of the most mm-hmm. challenging things of your life, mm-hmm. and then if I see you in a grocery store, I can't speak. Yeah. Yeah. You got to speak first. You know what I mean? Or if, if I'm seeing someone who might be in my age range and I'm out 
in a social setting, mm -hmm. then I have to be mindful of like how I'm presenting mm -hmm. because of my relationship with you. So it's right. so weird. Or if I have to end things or mm -hmm. you, I, I, a lot of clients struggle with um, like termination with ending services. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't know if they know that we struggle too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a relationship. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's yeah. like letting go of our babies. Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, thank goodness for my safe spaces too, mm -hmm. where I might have to, where I may be able to speak and like, this was really hard, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, cause at the end of the day, yes, I'm a therapist, but I'm a person first. Yeah. Person first. Ease so like, flow. yeah, flow. Um, that's another thing about like therapy. It's, yeah. it, it's not us being the expert mm -hmm. and you not being an expert. It's, mm -hmm. it's truly this dance and uh, a true relationship right. mm -hmm. where we have to communicate and we may have to address things that are hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I may get emotional sometimes in yeah. session. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Cause it makes you human. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I cry with clients. Mm -hmm. Like when they're, especially like with the trauma processing and when they're like, when they hit like that, that core part, like especially in EMDR of like, I keep doing this to myself or whatever it is. Like, and they start breaking down. I'll be like, and I'm supposed to be quiet because, you know, I can't disrupt their process. So I'll be like, you did, but it's okay. You didn't know better. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You're so one. proud of you. Like, we're yeah. going to for you. Yeah. Like. That, that's good. That's good. And I think, you know, going back to the relationship aspect of it, um, we talk about, we, we talked about this the other day, how mm -hmm. our clients, uh, see us as friends sometimes <laughs> like you know i've had yep. clients that are have invited me to their wedding to mm -hmm. their painting sips to um their church or mm -hmm. to um their mother's funeral yes or, you know and oh my gosh having a, a heart of compassion mm -hmm. and spending at least an hour a week with individual, it's hard mm -hmm. to set those boundaries because I want to show up. Yes. Yep. I knew when you were afraid of love. Right. I knew when you were afraid of grief. Yeah. I knew when you were afraid of this or afraid of that. And to see you cross that milestone mm -hmm. is beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not just here to collect the check. Right. Correct. I'm here to get you well. I'm right. here to say that nobody else might not understand, but right. for these 50 minutes, you're going to feel understood. Right. You know, so that relationship aspect is hard in so many ways because, again, a therapeutic relationship can feel like a friend. Mm -hmm. And um, as a therapist, we have to keep these boundaries because it's important. Yeah. Right? It's a power dynamic. Yeah. Right. So even though it's a relationship, there is still this power dynamic. And I think that's why we, you know, there, there's all these. To, to simplify it, we do have like ethical <laughs> boundaries, right? We're like, yeah. you can't have sex with a client. Yeah. You, you know, if even if the person is not a client anymore, you, you, you should not be in a sexual or intimate relationship yes. with them at all. Mm -hmm. Because I know things about you, not because we started dating. Yes. I know things about you because I was your therapist. Right. And that could be weaponized. So yeah. it doesn't take away that simply, it is very hard to still set those boundaries. Like, yeah, yeah I want to come and support you. Mm -hmm. um, but ah. Uh, can't <laughs> and then i think the other thing too and i don't know like this is like a clinical thing but like being black and serving my people i think there's even more of an intimate mm. space yeah to like culturally some things that we do mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and some cultures like even in the subsect of like the diaspora 
they don't invite people into their homes and into Mm-mm. into their families. No. So to it's almost like you know when uh, an auntie says like or a grandma's like I- I'm a cook for you. You say no. Mm-hmm. It's like a slap in the face. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So if I'm doing family therapy with a uh, uh, um a Caribbean family yeah. and then you know there's something going on like the death of one of their children mm-hmm. and they invite me and then I say no do I lose that is that a therapeutic relationship that I've just lost mm-hmm. so it, it's we struggle yeah. yeah it's hard struggle it's hard it's it's literally daily thinking decision making like did I do the best did I hurt this person mm-hmm. like did I hurt myself like it's so many different questions I think all we just have to realize is that when it comes to decision making, we're making the best decision we can with the information we have mm-hmm. at, the time, at the time, you know? So yeah. based off of that, that's how we kind of have to like roll with things and then yeah. just kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what therapy is not. You know, we talked about what it is. It's a yeah. safe space for you to be yourself and put your feet on my couch and <laughs> dirty up my carpet and <laughs> snot on all my tissues and eat all my candy. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, like, be eating our candy though. For mm-hmm. real. Like, <laughs> my client thought, uh, thanked me the other day. He's like, "Thank you for the candy, Miss Trina." I was like, yeah, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> That's a win. A win is a win. All right. A win. <laughs> what is not? It's not me fixing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't fix. Pr- I don't need to fix my own stuff. Hmm. I, I'm not a fixer okay. at all. Um, so that's one of my answers. You cannot come to me once a week or even twice a week. Okay. For the sun. Yes. You cannot come to me and think that this all your work. That 50 minutes, that 60 minutes you with me, whatever. Yeah. If you pay for 90 minutes, that 90 minutes that you with me, you can't come to me and think, okay, that's all the work I need to do for the week. Mm-hmm. Like once I come to therapy, everything will be fine. And I'll talk about all my issues in them 60 minutes mm-hmm. and think that you going to change. It's not. You yeah. tried it. Yeah. You're pretty. Mm-hmm. You're handsome. I'll clap for you, but it ain't going to work. Yeah. Like it's not going to work. <laughs> You're in the clap. <laughs> recorder (laughs) but you can't come to me and like you 90% of the work in therapy happens outside of therapy so if Mm -hmm. I give you a book to read and you don't read that book that's on you Mm -hmm. that's on you if I give you coping skills you don't use it that's on you Mm -hmm. I give clients the first session a list of a hundred coping skills I don't want you to do all hundred because I ain't even past ten. Okay, so I gotta be <laughs> real. Good three. <laughs> but if you if you calling me talking about something, I'm having anxiety attack. How do I deal with this? And I know you've been with me for over a year, sis. I done gave you that list of hundred a long time ago. You're not doing the work. You ain't doing the work. You mm-hmm. using me as your pocket therapist. I am nobody's pocket therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great point. Um, it's beyond the couch. Mm-hmm. Beyond the couch. When you walk out of that door, the work begins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I. I tell my clients all the time, like, you're here to get tools. I'm here to help you fill up that toolbox. Like, let's bust it wide open where the tools are spilling over. Mm-hmm. So when life starts laughing, mm-hmm. when stuff starts happening, hello, you have a toolbox to pull from. Exactly. And if we're still in this therapeutic relationship two and three years down the line, Either you like me and you just need Claudia, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is okay, but we got to say maybe it. my tools, maybe I ain't digging in the box, whatever. Y'all mm-hmm. can judge. <laughs> yeah. Or you're not using your tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, there should start to be some sense of progress. Yeah. <clears throat> and if we're talking about the same thing in year two, 
that's an indication that you're not using your toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. Our goal is to get you better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think just uh, uh, two other things I, w- I wanted to share about what therapy is not. It's not a place that you come to when you're in crisis. Right. It, it's just not. There's crisis intervention. That's not um, talk therapy. Because mm-hmm. if you're in crisis, we're really not dealing with the triggers and the traumas. Mm-hmm. Like we're just trying to get you to calm down and get to mm-hmm. some a level of place. like ease and flow. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Right? Ease and flow into the baseline. Literally. <laughs> so it, it's not where you come when you're in emergency mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. and then for those who are in like couples therapy it's not where you come in and complain or mm-hmm. just you know throw somebody else under the rug it, it truly is a place that um you learn how to do the work and then you apply it at outside but yeah you just have to it's a place of accountability mm-hmm. yep because i'm not gonna pick your side mm-hmm. and, and that's one thing that my clients learned the hard way i'm not gonna pick your side I'm going to hear you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to validate you. I'm also going to give you a different perspective. I always tell my clients, like, Challenge. DBT, use your wise mind. Yeah, you super rational and logical and everything else, but you still dumb as hell. Oh. You can, and oh, if you're boy. too emotional, you still dumb as hell. Because <laughs> there's different types of therapists. You got one that's dumb as hell. Yeah. Like, 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 no, like, we that. all do, like... <laughs> outrageous stuff so we gotta be accountable so yes yeah you may be super rational yes that is your strength that is a beautiful strength but it's also your weakness because we need emotions in order for us to find our balance it's about being in that gray area it's always the gray what does the gray look like to you it don't gotta look the same for everyone it's what the gray looks like to you to give you a baseline to really push through and be like okay cool my wise mind say this like my rational mind say this like I always tell them, what's the wise decision? What's the wise decision? I'm constantly bringing them back to that because you can't just make an emotional or a rational decision. You still need emotions to build a building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess we'll kind of like end this conversation with like, what is your role as a therapist? So we talked about what therapy is, Mm -hmm. what it isn't. And we talked a little bit about like how sometimes it's hard to have this role, right? Mm -hmm. Because of our passion and wanting to show up. Mm -hmm. But at the basic level, at the simplest level, Mm -hmm. what is our role as therapists? Mm -hmm. My role is just to facilitate. Mm -hmm. Facilitate just the process of you thinking, feeling, Mm -hmm. reprocessing, reteaching yourself. Right. Especially when we do inner child work, you're reparenting yourself again. I'm just a facilitator to tell you "Eh, that's a little harsh. Come back a little bit. You got to be a little more harsh. You know, got like that hardcore. Like we see them 10 years of working in substance. Right. Quick. Because you got to be cookie cut that. Yeah. Like, like, uh, you're going a little like, yeah, okay, I can see where you went wrong. But come back a little bit. Come Let's find a great. But it's truly just to facilitate your growth, facilitate you seeing why you are the way you are. And I think that's the core thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. I I, I read something somewhere, I think probably on Instagram, where it was like, there's nothing wrong with me at my core. There are behaviors I need to unlearn. There are things I need to Mm -hmm. deal with. There's things I need to treat and kind of process. But at my core, I'm a great and healthy and healed person. And I just got to get back to my core. And that's my job to facilitate you coming back to your core Mm -hmm. and to tell you like, yeah, that's unrelenting standards. 
yeah you people pleasing oh yeah you need some boundaries like that's I'm just facilitating to let you know what areas she the point guard that's it that's it that's all I need to be like it and you know I'm gonna be Kobe with the shot every time every time I'm gonna tell you about yourself I'm gonna hit Kobe never miss so that's 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 our job that's my job you know okay Um, I would say my role is to create a safe space Mm -hmm. that's my role Okay, well, we got facilitate, safe space, and I guess I'll add with cultivate. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe my role is to do all of what you all said, and I say cultivate is to bring out what's inside of you. I'm a firm believer that when you picked up that phone to call me, when you sent that email, you knew in that moment that you could be a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So that tells me it's inside of you. So Mm -hmm. my role is to bring that out, bring out your strengths, use the coping skills. You've made it this far. So so you got something, Mm -hmm. something you still here. So let me identify your strengths with you, cultivate them. And we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. Let's use what you got. Let's make it simple. Let's make it simple. You're resilient. You've experienced trauma and and abuse and um, you name it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're in my office. That tells me that you're resilient. Let's bank on that. Let's right. pull that out. Let's use that mm-hmm. to help with some of these future things that you may experience or your current reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. And it brings awareness. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, that will conclude episode number one, and we're excited to see you guys again. Thanks.